This is Amy Ampelizari, host of Tall Poppy Writers Presents, I Know How This Book Ends. Today, I am so excited to have Dorinda Jones, the New York Times bestselling author of many amazing books, including the Charlie Davidson series and her newest series, the Sunshine Vikram series. Dorinda, welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thanks for being here. So we met a couple of years ago. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but first let me just, let, let me just back up a little bit and talk about your path to writing. I, I know, um, from reading about you and reading other published bios and interviews that you were always a creative person, even as a child, but you decided at some point to sort of put that side of, uh, of your side of your, yourself away to pursue, I guess, allegedly more commercially viable pursuits. Is that, is that fair? Is that a fair characterization? I would say something that would bring in money. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And so like what, like what were some of those, those things you, that you had to put writing aside for? Well, I, when I, I I started college, so I, I, I did everything backwards. So I got married right (laughs) out of high school. (laughs) Um, We had two boys and our oldest son was born deaf. And so I ended up moving to Albuquerque with the boys. My husband stayed here in Portales. And so just for reference, it's about four hours apart from each other. Okay. And I lived there and put my oldest son in school there. And I ended up in college. And so that was the whole thing. I was that like, was well, in Albuquerque. Yes. In yes. Albuquerque. I was like, mm-hmm. I need to make a living somehow. Yes. And the boys were <laughs> so how old? They were, when we first moved up, they were 18 months and five. Oh yeah. Oh, five years little. old. Yeah. And yeah. my husband and I, we, we, we took turns for seven years. We went back and forth Yeah, uh, every weekend. So it's, uh, you know, it, it, he was still very much a part of our lives, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you had a long distance relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> while married. Yep. And then what, <laughs> what sorts of things were you doing? Were they creative jobs or were they jobs to pay the bills? Uh, jobs to pay the bills. Yeah. Uh, jobs mostly once I started college, it, it, I went the long route. I, it took me five years <laughs> to get my bachelor's. Well, uh, you had two babies. And, <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, yeah, so I would just, I worked uh, different places. I worked at the college. And then, of course, having to come home every weekend or Danny would come up there every weekend. Our weekends were very sacred to us. So yes. um, it was trying to find jobs that didn't interfere with that. And uh, so it was it was all good, though. You know, I ended up getting a degree and moving back home. And What was and, your degree uh, in? Sign language interpreting. Okay. Okay. And so were you working as an, an interpreter? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and a parent advisor and all kinds of, I had all kinds of jobs. Uh, yeah. when, when I moved back, I had four jobs. <laughs> well, okay. So I, I hinted that you and I met several years ago and I don't know if you even remember this, but I, in two, it was about 2017, I believe I was at a writer's re- retreat in Albuquerque. At the time I was president of the Women's Fiction Writers Association and we were holding Mm -hmm. our annual retreat in Albuquerque, which is one of my favorite places and where I've actually done a lot of writing over the years. And you, I will never forget, you brought the room to its feet. (laughs) You 
uh, we were in the middle of a session and we were talking about, you know, writing as an art and writing as a career. And you stood up and just gave this like mic drop moment about the intentional choices that you made to make a living writing Uh, and not just make a living, but make a good living. And I will never forget that. It was so inspirational. It was so um, impactful. And I would love for you to share a little bit of that. What what were the choices? Where was the point where you uh, decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is how I'm going to pay the bills. I'm going to pay the bills with writing. And and what do you think were the choices and, and the differentiating choices you made? Because that's not an easy decision and it's not an easy path and you've been successful. Right. Well, part of it, part of that conversation was that all of these writers kept saying how guilty they felt. Yes. And yes. no offense uh, to anybody out there, but you're only going to hear that from mostly, I shouldn't say that, you're mostly going to hear that from female writers. Absolutely. We, we feel guilty because we have jobs, we have children, we have the house to take care of, we have cooking, we have all this stuff we have to do and write. And right. so all of these writers at that conference were saying how guilty they felt taking time yes. to write. And I was just like, no, yes. no, yes. absolutely yes. not. I remember and I like, that. And you yeah. were a little angry and you were a little <laughs> indignant. And I was like, yes, you're right. You were right to be angry. And we need to all check yes. ourselves. Yes. To me, it's like, do you feel guilty if you go to college? Right. No. no. Right. But, but you're not making money. Right. You know, and you're taking time away from other things, but that's not something to feel guilty over. And I said, this is nothing to feel guilty over. You are building a career. You are honing your craft, whatever, wherever you're at in your career, you deserve this, you know, and your family deserves it. There's no telling where this can take you. So yes, I I was a little passionate that day. It was amazing. (laughs) No, I'm glad you remember it the same way I do, because I, it really was like very impactful for me. And Thank you. And um and yeah, so at the at that time, because I think it was about 2017, you were working on the Charlie Davidson series, which I have read that you wanted to originally name it the Harley Dave the, the character Harley yes. Davidson, which yes. I love. <laughs> yeah, she was originally named Harley Davidson, and my editor was like, no. <laughs> yeah. I guess there might have been some, you know, yeah. the, the, the lawyer in me knows that there would have been some issues there, but still it would have been right. so charming. I love that. Yeah. Um, But Charlie (laughs) Davidson's a fabulous name and she's a fabulous character and such an interesting character, right? Female, Grim Reaper, also private investigator on the side. I mean, it's like a completely genius idea for a character. Um, So where did she come from besides your brain? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, I don't know. I was laying in bed one morning waiting for my turn in the shower and um, <laughs> I, I really, that. I was just laying there and I was like, what am I going to work on next? I was trying to decide. And I swear to God, Charlie just in all her glory popped into my head oh, and it my just, goodness. That is I jumped magical. out of bed, right? I jumped out of bed and I ran into the bathroom and I pulled the shower because I went waiting on my husband. I pulled the shower curtain aside and I said, I'm going to be published. I just knew. I just oh, knew the minute goodness. she popped into my head, mm-hmm. she was going to be the one. She was the one. And that was actually my third completed manuscript. Mm-hmm. So but there was you, just something about her. <laughs> were you writing paranormal? She that that series is a paranormal series, of course. But were you writing in that genre before her? I so that my first complete manuscript uh, was actually historical romance. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's my under the bed one. And my second manuscript was young adult, but it was paranormal. Yeah. And it actually sold after Charlie sold. So Charlie sold first and then the young adult sold. Yeah. Okay. Right, right, right. Okay. So, so what was it about the paranormal genre? That's a pretty broad genre, I know, but still, what was that? What was it about it that, that drew you in? I think that I just like watched so much, but I read it growing up when I was a kid. I just always loved ghost stories and paranormal and vampires. Oh my God. So, so in love with vampires when I was little. And I mean, like, I remember being five years old, being in love with falling in love with this, this man dressed as a vampire. He was a cashier at a convenience store and it was Halloween. And I was just in love with this guy. Oh my goodness. This is amazing. A real life I vampire. Was, <laughs> I was born boy crazy. Um, and, um, <laughs> and I don't know. And I think also the freedom that you, it's just the only limit is your imagination. And yes. as long as you can sell it, you know, you just have to be able to write it like it's absolutely 100% real. It's, it's so funny. If I ever get things that people say, well, that's just not believable. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's a grim reaper or that uh, I have another character who's a witch, you know, and could have all these powers. It has to do with the fact that she walked this distance in such and such amount of time. Like the weirdest things that people don't hang up on. They've completely (laughs) suspended disbelief about who she is, but they're not willing, they're not willing to give her the benefit of the doubt that she walks fast. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well, readers are tough. I mean, readers, that's why we, you know, they hold us, they hold us to a good stand, a high, a high standard. And and that can be, that can be good. So that's good. And my biggest fear is letting my readers down. So yeah. (laughs) yeah. And how, and how many books, so were there 13 books total in the Charlie Davidson series? 13 books and then novellas and short stories and everything. Um, Yes. I have it. My 25th book just came out in, um, I don't know when. When was that? July, I think. That's, <laughs> I think, that's yeah. um, a good day for Chardonnay is your 25th book? Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. My so, so that book is the second book in your newest series, which is uh, the Sunshine Vikram series. Am I saying her name right? Always- yes. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, yeah. good. You never know when you're reading a name, right? If you're saying right. it right. So <laughs> right. the Sunshine Vikram series, such this is such a fabulous premise. Um, Sheriff Sunshine Vikram has moved back to her hometown of Del Sol, New Mexico, um, because she has unwittingly become the sheriff in the town after her parents um, put her name on the ballot, yes. ballot sheet without her consent. But she's taken the gig um, when she wins. And and now she's and she's she's come back to town with her daughter in tow. Um, and she's, you know, got secrets in the past to face. She's got demons to face. And um, but this is not. This is a departure in that it's not a paranormal story, um, pa- not a paranormal series, series. Now, where was the decision there to pivot? So basically, I had finished writing 13th grade, uh, summoned to 13th grade. And my agent, we were get, getting on the phone. I think we had like three phone calls or something. And we were trying to decide what I was going to do next. So I'm like, every time between phone calls, I'm like, you know, getting all of these pitches ready and, you know, trying to figure out what, what is she looking for? What is my publisher looking for? You know, and all this stuff. And it was the third phone call. I had pitched everything that I had gotten ready. Cause I have honestly like hundreds of 
book started. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, yeah. still, I, I probably pitched like 20 to 30 ideas of my, what I felt like was my best ideas. And a bunch of them were paranormal. Yeah. And, um, finally we're on the last phone call and my, my agent is like, well, do you have anything that's not paranormal? Maybe that's what the problem is. Like, okay. Well, Interesting. so I, I did, I pitched a couple of things and she's like, no, I'm not really feeling that. And honestly, it was the last thing. The apps, we, I had nothing left. Right. And she's like, well, what else do you have? And I, it, this story idea that I had come up with years and years ago popped into my head. Oh my gosh. And I said, I have this idea. It's kind of like the Gilmore Girls meets Fargo. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's a brilliant way to describe it. She's like, that's it. That's what I want. And I was like, oh. And she said, well, describe, explain that to me. Describe that to me. And I was, cl- I had no, that was it. That was all I had. Right. <laughs> so, the paper that I was writing on this notebook pad, and it was at the bottom, it was like Sunshine Press or Sunshine Printing. Oh, I And love I was like, this. oh, okay. It's about a small town sheriff, and her name is Sunshine. And I, oh my gosh, I did this a, is brilliant. Who's that? Kaiser Rosa, whatever his name yes. is. Kaiser Sosa. Kaiser yes. Sosa. That's what I did. I just looked yes, around for clues. Looking around for clues. This is fabulous. This is how the sausage gets made. This is it. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. The set so is this the setting of this story is in New Mexico, which is a place where you where you live. And um and so were you did you want to write a story set in New Mexico for a long time? You said this book had been sort of milling about for a long time. Um was that something you you had wanted to do for a while, or were you sort of resisting the idea of, of writing a book set where you live? Well, I will say, so my the the second manuscript that I wrote, the the young adult, that was set in New Mexico, but it was a made up town, kind right. of where this little town called Mountain Air is. Right. And then when I started Charlie, I was like, well, I'm just going to sit in Albuquerque because I've lived there, I know it, you know. So right. it was more like a write what you know sort of thing. Right. But with this series, I was I was thinking of getting away from New Mexico and setting yeah. it somewhere else. It was really my agent's idea. She's like, dude, people, they yes. love the fact that you're from New Mexico, that you write about New Mexico. And I was like, oh, okay, yes. I'll set yes. it here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Isn't that funny? Because you don't read a lot of books and series set in New Mexico, right? And so, right. and there is something sort of, I don't know, maybe it's the whole Breaking Bad thing or something. There is something sort of kind of really kind of interesting and mystical about the area from from the outside looking in. So to get an insider's point of view, I think is really exciting. Cool. Yeah, it it is. It's very magical. There are some places where it it really is just quite magical. So I I love that. I love writing, writing and living here. Yeah. Yeah. Who who are your earliest readers of your books? Do who reads your books when they're in beta? Just your agent, or do you have other? Does your husband read them? Do other people read them while they're my in this stage? My husband has never read one of my books. Okay, it's not, he's not I'm the quite, only. He's not the only husband I've heard of that's right? in no, that I'm category. I never ever want to force anybody to read. Them. Yeah, yeah. So my, actually, I went through several books where I had a a few beta readers and then I kind of whittled it down from there. And basically right now I have one main beta reader. I actually hired her to be my continuity editor. 
So okay, she catches okay, sure. all these, That's yeah, wonderful. all these right. little things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one of my assistants is named Dana. She lives in Puerto Rico. She's amazing. And she's one of my early readers too. And they're my two main early readers. That's fabulous. Now, your husband's never read one of your books. Would you be nervous for him to read one of your books? Would you sort of sit around and wait for his feedback or how would that go? What would that look like? It's it's one of those things where I decided when I started writing, when I wrote my very first manuscript, my my motto was go big or go home. So I feel like I, if you if you don't want to read my book, don't read my book. I would never, ever, you know, even my friends, they'll be like, oh, I haven't read any. I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, no, you do not have to read my book. Right. They're not because, I mean, They're reading. not for everybody. Yeah. Right. They're not for everybody. And so I'm really not nervous for anybody. I would very, I, I would very much want his reaction though. You're right. I would, I would be very curious. Yeah. Yeah. You'd sort of give yeah. it to him and then you'd kind of walk around watching him right. you know, out of the corner exactly. of your eye. For, right. Exactly. I feel like, yeah, I, I can understand that. I hear that from others yeah. who, whose, whose partners haven't, you know, don't read their books, but then we are always sort of like, well, wait a minute, what would that look like? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so because we call this the, I know how this book ends podcast, I always ask a little bit about endings, but in a spoiler-free way. So of course you have written a series and it's very exciting that the third book has just been announced. Um, It's coming out next summer. So we've got A Bad Day for Sunshine, A Good Day for Chardonnay. And now the third book, those two books are available now, but the third will be released next next year and it's called uh, A Hard Day for a Hangover. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So is that the end of this series? Do you know that yet? Or do we have more to come? I am 90% positive that's the end. So when we okay. sold it, we sold it as a trilogy. Okay. My editors wanted a trilogy. But that being said, <laughs> yeah, um, it, it was optioned. And uh, the people who optioned it, I can't even name the company. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not yet, but I will say that there is a producer and there is a script. So oh, it's very exciting. that's exciting. Oh, that's and very it, exciting. And, okay, yeah. yeah. So it's far along in the process. Me, Right, right. They did ask me if they made the pilot, if it got picked up, if it took off, could I write more? And I'm like, of course, well, yes. Sure. <laughs> but I already yes, know right now, that. Yeah. <laughs> right now, it's just a trilogy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's exciting. All right. So, so tell us how. What's the best way to keep in touch with you so that we can get be the first to know the news about? Oh, if and when um, a series is released? Yeah, probably just, I would say just my newsletter, just uh, Dorinda.com and yeah. sign up for my newsletter. There's also a Facebook group called the Grimlets. They're very active and just the coolest people on the planet. And uh, we announce a bunch of stuff there too. We have a bunch of giveaways and all kinds of stuff there. The Grimlets. I love that. G-R-I-M-L-E-T-S. Yes. Oh, yes. that's awesome. So, if this is the truly the end and we don't know for sure, um, what else can we expect from you? What's next? What's next? So I actually, I've been talking to my agent and we've been coming up with some ideas. So I, I don't know. I have two really big mystery series that I want to, well, big in my head, in my mind, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I want to 
one is straight mystery, kind of like sunshine. Yep. And one has a little tiny bit of paranormal in it. So gotcha. I'm hoping that one of those two, but also I have promised my readers and I promise cross my heart, hope to die promise that I will do a spinoff of the Charlie series uh, about Beepinosh. Everybody, if you've read the series, you know who Beepinosh are. Oh, so that is so definitely exciting. Coming. Oh, <laughs> that's you. so exciting. That's wonderful news. Well, I'll tell you, I've read, um, I think it was Publishers Weekly said that you have this really, uh, yeah, it was Publishers Weekly. You perfectly balance humor and suspense, which I could not agree with more. So any, any um, mystery and suspense that's on the horizon for you is going to be, is going to be a, a win for all of us. Thank you. Dorinda, thank you so much. This has been so wonderful. Um, We can't wait to hear what comes next for you. And we will definitely be rooting for you and definitely be um, signing up for your newsletter and and make sure that we're all kind of in the know right away. Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank Thank you, listeners. Don't forget to rate this podcast and follow it on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And stay tuned for more information about our next guest. Bye.